Well, good morning and greetings, Alive Church family. Uh, it's good to be talking with you all the way from West Texas, from Abilene. I uh, want you to know how much we certainly miss uh, you guys, and we send our greetings, we send our hellos, our howdies, we send you our love uh, this morning. We have missed, we have so missed being with you all this year. For the last 20 years, we really, we've done a lot of ministry together. We have had a lot of beautiful, amazing dinners together. We've played together. We've had some great African rice that I certainly missed this year. And of course, uh, my favorite dessert, banafi. And so anyway, I can can tell you uh, we hated not being with you this year, uh, but we're very much, we are excited and we are looking forward to 2021. We are believing that we are going to be uh, with you this next year. I'm sure you're like me and at the end of 2019, we were all looking uh, forward to 2020 and what it would hold. We'd, we all made our plans with our families. We had our holidays and for us, you know, we made plans to be uh, with you. We we all had our, our, our different things that we were looking forward to for the next year. All of us in Abilene were looking forward to our trip across the Atlantic uh, to see you all. None of us could know what 2020 um, would hold. It's actually kind of, uh, kind of become a joke now about 2020. Anytime something goes wrong, you'll hear people say, well, it's 2020. Uh, you know, if he's in a bad mood, someone's in a bad mood, it's like, oh, he's, you know, he's 2020. Your car won't start. Well, you know what? It's 2020. You don't feel so good. You know, I, I'm feeling 2020. You get the picture. We've kind of, we've tried to, in the midst of all of it, we've just got to, got to at some point, you just got to kind of laugh about it. You know, and I, I'm just going to tell you a few stories, some backgrounds uh, here for some things. But, you know, in January, it didn't look so bad. And then it came February. And February 20th, I received a phone call early in the morning that there was a plane that was missing from our area, actually from, from Abilene. And that plane carried uh, on it a really good, very close friend of mine. And by mid-morning, we had received the news that the plane had actually been found and that there were no survivors. And so the next few days were just days of tears. They were days, uh, days of grief as we mourned the loss of our friend, as we walked with our, our sweet friends and the loss of their of their their husband and their dad, their family member. Um, it was kind of at this time that we also began to hear this word of COVID, you know, COVID-19. We began to hear a little bit about this virus. Uh, but honestly, at that time in February, it seemed like something so far away and something so distant and, you know, really it was affecting somebody else and it really wasn't affecting us really at all. And of course, after February comes March. And now COVID has now hit the nations. In particular, it's really affected our little world here in Abilene, Texas. Offices are closed down. Restaurants are closed. You can't go to the cinema. Stores are closed. Life as we really knew it, much like what y'all were experiencing, came to an abrupt halt. And in March, I was sure, I'm telling you, in March though, I was so certain that this thing was going to be over with by the summer. I knew I was going to be uh, at Hookhead and join, you know, one of my favorite places there in Ireland. And I knew that the 4th of July was going to come around and we were all going to be in, in Angela's backyard for our 4th of July annual barbecue that I had literally spent years at. In my wildest dreams, I would have never imagined that come November, we would still be dealing 
with this, that we would still in some ways be in the very same place. Who knew? Who knew that we would be wearing masks all the time? Who knew that, that there would be this new phrase called social distancing, that we'd never use that word, uh, th that phrase before, and who knew all of a sudden we'd be doing that? Who knew that we'd be standing in lines at the supermarket or at the, at the st whatever kind of store and uh, there would be arrows on the ground telling you, you have to stand here, you have to stand here, or that in the grocery store you'd find yourself you know, with arrows and people telling you, you got to walk this way. And on this aisle, you walk this way. And who knew that there would be a time and a day like that? And I just got to, uh, I want to share just a funny story with you uh, in the midst of all of this. So my wife, many of you know my wife, Bobby, and she's a sweetheart. And, you know, she really never says a crossword to anybody. But uh, in the midst of all of this, you know, we all, all of our nerves, you know, were on edge uh, at different times and tension. And so my wife is actually standing in a store in, in Walmart. She's standing in the pharmacy line. And uh, it's it, she's got her mask on. She's she's trying to do the you know do the do the guidelines. And uh, this lady in front of her though did not particularly like how close she thought my wife was. And my wife thought she was far enough away, uh, but the lady in front of her didn't. And so the lady says to her, she turns around to her and says, "You need to back up." Well, Bobby just kind of looks at her. The lady doesn't have a mask on, and Bobby looks at her and says. Uh, you need to put a mask on. And the lady said, just kind of points her finger and says, I told you, you need to back up. And so my wife looks at her again and says, you're worried about me. I have a mask on. You're here in Walmart with all these people who don't have masks on and everybody's not necessarily social distance. And you're worried about me. And the lady said, I said, back up. And my wife again, reminder, you don't even have a mask on and your shirt is on wrong. It's on inside out. And so the lady just turned around and anyway, it was like my wife came home and she's like, oh my word. She said, you know, I didn't, I didn't treat this lady so good at Walmart today. And, you know, it's kind of one of those things in the midst of all of this that, you know, life just got kind of frazzled. And so I asked her though, I was like, oh my word, is she going to recognize you Sunday? Like when you're standing next to me in church and my wife's like, no, I had a mask on, my hair was in a ponytail and I had a baseball cap on. She's not going to know me anyways, which I was so thankful for. Uh, but anyway, it just goes to show where life has kind of been. That our, our nerves have been on edge. Life has been a little bit frazzled. Who knew that we would be having disagreements like that with people on how close we stand uh, to each other in the grocery store? So if you just kind of fast forward uh, and just more things that kind of for, for my 2020, what it looked like. And in September, uh, we lost my mom. And really, mom had been dealing with an illness for the last four years, but she really she had done really, really well. And then about late July, early August, that illness really took a, a turn and it began to really have a lot of effect on her. And, and, and seven weeks later, um, we lost we lost my mom. And so it was just one more thing for 2020 that it was like, I wasn't prepared for, I didn't see it coming. Uh, you know, the same as what you guys, you all have situations that you, well, I, I, I never saw that coming this year. And then this past week, we had a, a young man in our church die and his parents are good friends of ours and it was a sudden death. And so we just got through doing his funeral. And several times I found myself over this last year, I'm sure like you have, saying, I wish 2020 was over. I'll be glad when 2020 is over. But here's the reality. 
but we don't know what 2021 is going to look like anyway. So in all of this, I just kind of began to ask myself, though, what is our response when, it, when there's so much uncertainty and there's so much unknown? What is our response? And so recently in a time of prayer, the Lord took me and reminded me of Psalm 46. So what I'm going to ask you to do right now is get your Bible. If it's on your iPhone, go ahead and open up your Bible app to Psalm 46. And if you've got a hardback Bible, open it up to Psalm 46, because we're just going to take the Word of God this morning and we're going to break it down a little bit and just kind of look at, God, what is our response in times of uncertainty? Here's the thing. What we know we need to do is we need to get the facts. We need to get the facts. And the only place to get the facts or to get the truth is to get God's perspective. And we get God's perspective from getting into his word. So let's do this. Let's, let's open up and let's look at Psalm 46. And we're just going to break it down for a moment. And we're just going to start with Psalm 46, verse 1. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. The word refuge here means a shelter. He's our, it means hope and it means trust. It's a huge umbrella there uh, of refuge, of protection, of sheltering. But the psalmist wrote, which I think is key words right here, a very present help. What is he saying? He's saying, right here, right now, God is our refuge. He's saying, right here, right now, very presently, not just a God in the past. He's saying, right now, in this present moment, God is our help in trouble. He is our shelter. He's our hope in this moment. Proverbs 18, 10 says this, The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run to it and are safe. What's the first thing we need to do in, in seasons like this, in times like this? Run to his name. He's our shelter. He's our hope in uncertain times. The word strength here means power and boldness. So he's saying God is your power and he is your boldness. You're not weak. You are strong in the Lord and then the power of his might, the scripture says. Let's look at Psalm 46, verses 2 and 3 now. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth gives way, though the mountains be moved into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam, though the mountains tremble at its swelling. The key words here are, we will not fear. Though all this mess is happening all, all around us, we don't have to respond out of a place of fear. The opposite of fear is faith. And we can respond in faith because we know we can trust him, the one who will take care of us, our strong tower, our refuge. Basically, these scriptures are saying, these two verses here are saying, if everything in your world is turned upside down, we don't have to fear. God will care for those who will run to his name. Let's look at verses four and six now. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy habitation of the Most High. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God will help her when morning dawns. The nations rage, the kingdoms totter. He utters his voice and the earth melts. Listen, there is and can be a place of security when we come to the realization that God is in our midst. The presence of God brings a confidence that we are secure and that we are in his care. We are in the midst of elections right here in the United States. I know you know all about it. 
it's there, every every news channel in the world uh, is talking about the elections in the United States. And can I just say, living here, it is a crazy time. People on all sides are yelling, they're screaming accusations at each other. And honestly, you don't even know who is telling the truth. When you listen to the media, I can assure you, you don't really know who's telling the full truth. There are so many voices coming at you to vote this way, vote for this person, vote for this act, vote for this proposition. It's all kinds of things like that. But here's what brings me hope in this season. His voice, his voice. The verse says, he utters his voice and the earth melts. What we need in times like this is to hear his voice. We need to hear his voice. We've got to minimize all the noise around us so that we can hear the one voice that matters most, to recognize the tenderness of the Father's voice speaking to us. Many, if not most of us, really probably need to turn off our televisions. We need to turn off the radios and we need to find more time. We need to find space in our lives to listen to what the Father is longing to say to us. Let's look at verse seven. This is one of my favorites. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. There is a Hebrew name of God for every situation that we find ourselves in. I wanna say that again. There is a Hebrew name of God for every situation we find ourselves in. So let me give you an example of that. So if we find ourselves in a, in a place and in a, a need of provision, there's a financial need, there's something that we need God to provide for. You know what the Hebrew name for that is? Jehovah Jireh. The word says he's Jehovah Jireh, our provider our provider. He's our provision. Here's another one. We're in need of healing. We find ourselves sick in our body or we're praying for someone that needs healing. The name, the Hebrew name of God that I call on is Jehovah Rapha. The word says he's Jehovah Rapha, our healer. And so for this verse here in seven, verse seven, the Lord of hosts is with us. For this verse, the, the Hebrew name is Jehovah Sabaoth. Jehovah Sabaoth which means the Lord is with us. What this is saying is the Lord, the top general, the most supreme commander with the armies of heaven are with you. When you feel you've been backed into a corner, you feel like the enemy is coming at you from every side, the armies of heaven, Jehovah Sabaoth is with you. He and his armies are fighting for you. I want to just let you, you take a moment and just be encouraged by, by that. Jehovah Sabaoth, the Lord of hosts, is with you. Second Chronicles 32 tells the story of the Assyrians who had come up against the Israelites. And the king of the Assyrians was an arrogant man. And he thought that there was no way, there was no one in all the world that was a match for him or for his army. And he made a really stupid comment saying, how much less will your God deliver you out of my hand? Verse 19 says, And they spoke of the God of Jerusalem, our God, as they spoke of the gods of the peoples of the earth, which are the work of men's hands. Men's hands. How many of you know our God is not the work of men's hands? Our God is not the work of men's hands. He is not, our God cannot be compared and is uh, to any earthly God. The Assyrians tried to make the God of the Israelites as they spoke of the gods of the peoples of the earth, 
which are the work of men's hands. The Assyrians tried to make the God of the Israelites the same as the heathen God of the earth. I love that God steps up and he shows him who is boss. The word says that Hezekiah and Isaiah prayed. Get it, they didn't cower down. They didn't just talk among themselves about what in the world are we going to do? They didn't just give up and they didn't give in, they prayed. And Jehovah Sabaoth, the Lord of hosts, sent one angel. That's all it took. He didn't even have to send an army of angels. The word says he sent one. And that angel cut off the warriors and the commanders of the Assyrians. And that same God is there for you and he is there for me. He's there for us. When we call out to him, he is looking to send help. We've got to let go of our self-sufficiency. We have got to remember that we are totally dependent on the Lord and on his ability to protect and to care for each of us. So let's look at verses eight and nine. Come, behold the works of the Lord, how he has brought desolations on the earth. He makes wars cease to the end of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the chariots with fire. This is simple. The word that's key in this verse is behold. Behold. What he is saying is look and see what God has done and remember what he will do. There is no enemy that is a match for your God. When we find ourselves in the place of uncertainty or discouragement, we have to behold. We have to remind ourselves of what God has done. Remind ourselves of his faithfulness. But now here is my favorite part of, of all of chapter Psalm 46, uh, verses 10 and 11 here. It's the one that God really impressed on me in the last few weeks. Be still and know that I am God. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts, Jehovah, Sabaoth, is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Let me show you what I felt like happened in, in all of Psalm 46. See, verses one through nine, the psalmist is, is reminding us who God is. He's reminding us of his power. He's reminding us of his strength. He's reminding us of, of the ways that he has cared and provided for us. He reminds us that God is with us and that we need his voice above every other voice. He reminds us to watch for him and to see how he fights for us. But then in verse 10, there's just a shift and there is a change there. And he says, be still and know that I am God. Can I put it this way? This is how I felt like the Lord was speaking to my heart regarding this verse. He was saying, Randy, stop fretting. Remind yourself of all the times I've been faithful and all the times I've provided and all the incredible things that I've done. Remind yourself of that and stop fretting. I am still God and I still reign over all the earth. Verses one through nine, we're being reminded just in case we took our eyes off of him, just in case we had gotten into a habit of listening to negative voices and the voices of mankind on the earth instead of his, just in case we forget that he is with us, he spends all of verses one through nine reminding us 
of who our God is. And then boom, verse 10, be still. God is still God. In the midst of the chaos, we are to be those who exalt his name above all the chaos, above all the noise, above all the uncertainty. He is to be worshiped. And then, just in case, we need the encouragement one more time. Verse 11, Jehovah Sabaoth, the Lord of hosts, is with us. Listen, church family, I don't know what you're going through. I know we all have individual struggles, and this year has brought about uh, a season of, if we're not careful and we don't keep reining that in and submit it to the Lord, fear can take hold. Concern can take hold. Worry can, can become a, a regular part, a routine part of our life. People are worried about their jobs. They're worried, is my kid going to be able to go to school or not? They're worried about futures. We're worried about uh, the current lockdown or future lockdowns. There's so much. But I want to tell you, there is encouragement in the Word of God today. Stop fretting. Strengthen yourself in the Lord. Be still. Remind yourself that he is God. Remind yourself of all the times that God has been faithful. And instead of speaking so much about the fear, instead of speaking so much about the worry and the concerns and all of that, speak of who your God is. Shift your focus off of this and set your gaze. The word says, I look up to the hills from where my help comes from. Do you know what? That means I've got to get my eyes off of this right here and I got to get my eyes up here. A few uh, years back, I uh, had, we were with our granddaughters. And I may have shared this story with you before, but I'm just reminded of it as I'm talking. But we had our granddaughters at the mall with us, and uh, my youngest longs, I mean, she wants to sit on my shoulders. And it dawned on me as I had her up on my shoulders and we're walking through the mall, her vision, her what she could see changed. When she moved from being this little toddler, three or four-year-old, walking on the, on, on the floor of the mall, from down here, she moved up here when she was on my shoulders. So you see, what she could see was totally different. She had to move up. And I want to encourage you, the word says, and I'll say it again, that we look to the hills from which comes our help, meaning we've got to get our eyes off of this and we shift and we look up and we see who our God is and what he's capable of doing. So I want to pray for you this morning. Jesus, we thank you. I thank you for the nearness of your presence. I thank you for your faithfulness. God, we remind ourselves, we strengthen ourselves, we encourage ourselves this morning in the faithfulness of God. We thank you for who you are. We thank you for all the things that we have witnessed you do. And because of that, God, we are able to speak to ourselves this morning to say, be still, be still, stop fretting. Remember that he is God. He is fighting for us. Jehovah Sabaoth, the Lord of hosts, is with us. And I want to encourage you just to declare that right now. Jehovah Sabaoth, the Lord of hosts, is with me. Make it personal. Jehovah Sabaoth is with me. And Lord, I just bless our live church family. I thank you for every single one of them, their friendships through the years. And I thank you, Father, that you are their provision, you are their care, you are the one who watches over them. And they're under your covering, they're under your blessing, they're under your authority. And all it takes is one, the voice of God to speak and send one angel to completely provide for every need that they may have. So Jesus, we bless you and we honor you. Jehovah Sabaoth, 
We thank you that you are with us. We pray these things today in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Look forward to seeing you in 2021.